Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on the of the Awake Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Kat Scott. You don't know her now, but by the end of this, you will know her and you will love her as much as we do. She is um, close to our family for a lot of different reasons, and we'll talk about that uh, in the in the conversation. Enjoy this; you're going to love it. We're talking about adoption and something that I'm not familiar with, and Jen's not familiar with. But we are going to learn a lot today, and we can't wait to have this conversation. I know you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Okay, thanks, guys, for joining us again for this episode of the Awake Podcast. We're talking about adoption with our friend, Kat Scott. I've known Kat for, I guess, as long as Carrie's been married, but... Um, I met her. She graduated as a as a Texas State Bobcat, and um, became a teacher in her home school hometown district. I guess so. Mm-hmm. She is a teacher in RISD, and coincidentally, taught my middle son both third and fourth grade. And I asked her to move up to, to fifth grade and sixth grade, and she declined. Sorry. Um, But she also teaches with um, one of our other guests, Chelsea Hamrick, who was on the show. She she's a teacher alongside her, and so she's just very integrated into our life. We're really glad to have you here. So if you're new to the podcast, my name is Kat, and my co-host here is Jen. Good morning, or no, afternoon, whatever whatever you're listening to this. Yeah, doesn't even matter. I'm so excited, Kat, because (laughs) I you are not as integrated into my life. So I'm so excited to hear your story and. I didn't realize that she and Carrie went to school together. I knew you guys were friends, but I didn't know it was from all the way we from college. We graduated the same at the same day. We were in the same uh, walking class, that and so um, cool. we had uh, at Texas State they would do a field block, which is I guess essentially like student teaching. But mm-hmm. uh, we were in the same block, and there were tons of people. So we magically were in like the group of eight people. I think it was eight people. And we got to uh, go to an elementary school every week. And so we were with each other a lot. Wow, that and is so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And she wanted to be here today so badly. So, like, just to time capsule this moment, she wanted to be here. And for a second, I thought maybe she would need to step in as co-host. And then she decided, ah, you know what, I'm going to go have a baby today. <laughs> so so she, she really wanted to be here and surprise oh. you. But, um I miss her. I know. And we live right by each other. It's I just, silly. you know. It's silly. Yeah. Y'all do doggy dates every now and then. I know, yeah. They I, both have my, corgis. My corgi, I think, inspired her. For sure. To get a corgi. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I'm inspired just watching your corgis because they're the cutest little dogs. <laughs> I love them so much. He's a mess. <laughs> Beans. He needs friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to talk about um, your journey through adoption because um, I you know, have known you on a whole nother level. And then I went to peek in and asked, I said, how are you? And I checked in on her one day when I was visiting and she goes, great. I just, I just met my adopted family. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think we it was like the Valentine's party. Yeah. We you didn't were have up. time to talk about it. So I haven't heard this story. And, but as soon as you told me that, I was like, I really, I talked to Jen and I said, I think it would be a really cool conversation to have on our podcast. So thanks for agreeing to do yes, this. Yes, yes. I'm excited to hear your story and um, we'll just interrupt you with questions as we go. Yeah, yeah. ask all the questions. Okay. It's no big deal. Yeah. So um, we were talking earlier about, you know, how long I knew. I was adopted and my whole family, they're all blonde, <laughs> blue-eyed. I'm Hispanic and my brother's 
South Korean. So <laughs> we've always known, and it was always an open conversation. It wasn't anything like, it wasn't anything that we didn't know about. And so um, my brother, he's not curious at all. He's 32. He's married, has a family. Um, but I, I was kind of on the fence. I mean, uh, we both had a closed adoption, so we weren't allowed to know anything until I think 18 is when we could go to the agency and there's a chance in there. I think for me, I, I, sorry, I'm getting ahead. Um, I think for me, I, I didn't really want to go look just because there was a possibility that they didn't want to meet me. And so with the closed adoption, it's like 50-50. Either they, you know, they're all in and they want to meet you or nothing. And then I could never know squat. So even um, health stuff, like if, you... it, if, if they disclosed it. Okay. So um, I just never really thought about, I mean, you know, when I was 18, I graduated high school. I was going off to Texas State. I made the Palm Squad and I was just like, that was my life. And so I, it wasn't ever really a priority for me to go seek, even though my mom was always pushed. Whenever I say mom, I mean Linda. That's my adopted mom. Um, she was always, you know, like, hey, do you want to go? I'll go with you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. And um, anyway, years pass, and I, I always kind of thought if I were to go find them, I would be, you know, more mature, I'd be older, I would have my degree, I would have my career, and I would have all the things, right? Uh-huh. And so um, it just it just never really came up. And, um, you know, the whole Ancestry.com came into play, and my mom was all over it. And, of course, she knows her whole family. So she her, her family tree is so cool. And, you know, she would show me, like, oh, I, I, I found out that I had this great, great whatever. And she would always every now and then say hey you know do you want to do this and I'm like well I don't even know how to go about that and she said it's easy I'll just you know get a kit or whatever and I I didn't know what that meant (laughs) and of course so December of 2018 for Christmas she bought my brother and I the Ancestry DNA kit and essentially you just spit in a tube and mail it off and hope for the best so (laughs) that's what we did and I actually didn't do it until um probably the end of that school year that was in May and um I don't know why I just I just had it kind of sitting off to the side I I wasn't I was kind of hesitant about it and um I eventually decided to do it so um, I went on a trip with my mom. We went to Arkansas, and we're sitting in the hotel. Uh, we have family that lives there. We just didn't go, you know, randomly. Uh, <laughs> but we um, were sitting in the hotel room, and I get a notification. It was an email, and it said, your results are in. And so I never knew really what my my heritage was. I didn't know where, like, I knew I was Hispanic because I look Hispanic, and it said in my file that I was Hispanic, but I didn't know like where I'm from or anything like that. So I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, it, you have these options on there if you wanna disclose information, like if you want to meet other people or if you have a match, would uh-huh. you be interested in communicating with them back and forth? So I just went ahead and said, yeah, sure. You know, I didn't know what was gonna happen. 
And, of course, it linked me to, like, 24th cousins and 53rd cousin. Not really, but kind of. <coughs> it goes pretty deep. Sorry. It was, it was like, very extensive. And then it only said one uh, first cousin. And so her name's Leticia Suchil. And I don't have Facebook, so I was like, Mom, look her up. And so she looks her up, and her picture matches, and... Um, She's very, like, uh, in her picture, she has, like, five different colors in her hair. (laughs) It's, like, the pixie cut. Mm -hmm. She has tattoos and piercings. And it said she lived in Round Rock. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's, that's, you know, I went to school 45 minutes south of there. And my college roommate, her family is from there. So we would go to Round Rock all the time. And, you know, you drive through there when you go. So I was familiar with it. But I never uh, sent her a message or anything. I just thought, oh, that's neat, you know. Yeah. And weirdly, that December, so this was last year, I was out with some friends, and we somehow got on the topic of the adoption. And they said, well, why haven't you, you know, sent this girl a message? Why didn't you say anything? And I said, I I really don't know. I just (laughs) never did. Oddly, that night at, like, 2 a.m., Leticia sends me a message that same night which I thought was really bizarre Mm -hmm. so how does it does it work like they have to be registered with ancestry to Mm -hmm. they have to have their mm -hmm. okay yeah it's not like you could just go in and make something that said like somebody's found you yes okay like you have a match of some sort okay so um she sends me a message and she said, hey, and she, you know, introduced herself. She said, I'm Leticia. I live in Round Rock. I don't know you, mm-hmm. but it says that we're first cousins. And my name is Catherine Scott. So it's like, it's not so right. chill or anything right. like that. Not Hispanic at all. And I responded back and I said, oh, it's nice to meet you. I'm, I live in the Dallas area, but I'm adopted. So I don't, don't know anything about my family at mm-hmm. all and so we kind of started talking back and forth over winter break and um she said you know um my mom and I would love to meet you and so I started thinking well her mom has to be my aunt mm-hmm. either she's she's got to be the sibling of either my mom or my dad and I thought well that you know that'd be kind of cool and uh, my best friend from college Uh, just had a baby and uh, she had her baby in December and so I was planning on going down to see her anyway she lives in Seguin Mm -hmm. which is yeah Mm -hmm. just north of San Antonio so I was planning to see her anyway in January and uh, my boyfriend Quinn was going to come with me and I told her hey I'm actually going to be in the area would you I mean I I can meet you in passing or what and she said let's meet for brunch and so she said my mom and I are so excited and I said great and then she started talking about her mom who's also Leticia and Mm -hmm. uh she said just so heads up my mom has Parkinson's and um we're gonna probably be there early but it's you know just Mm -hmm. to kind of let you know she's kind of self-conscious about it Mm -hmm. and um so of course I didn't know what her mom looked like but I knew what she looked like and then I got to thinking, she has no idea what I even look like because on, on the little page, you can put however much information you want. I didn't even have a picture of me. And so I thought, well, that's kind of not fair. So <laughs> I put a picture up and immediately she sent me a message and she said, you know, my mom and I were speculating who you were, but we didn't know for sure until I saw your picture and you look exactly like my mom's youngest sister. Wow. And... 
she said, as soon as I showed your picture to my mom, she started crying. And Oh, it gets better. <laughs> she started crying, and she said, I never thought I would be able to meet her. Mm-hmm. And so um, she said, you know, ball's in your court, but um, would you be interested in meeting my mom's youngest sister? Wow. And at the time when I found out this information, this was a week before I was going down that Mm -hmm. weekend um it was wednesday so it was just a few days before and uh on wednesdays i would meet with my buddy for grad school and we would meet at a coffee shop in addison and so i was with her and i'm looking at this on my phone and i just start bawling and my friend monica was like what's wrong with you (laughs) and and i told her the whole story and she said well what are you gonna do and i said i don't know and so i call mom and uh linda's like all-knowing amazing I want to be exactly like her she's amazing and um she's she adopted me when she was older she was 44 and so all of my cousins and family they're a lot older than me and so um she's just she's incredible so I called her and she was like when else are you going to have the opportunity to do this and if Mm -hmm. this is who who it is you know it could go either way like if they're terrible people you don't have to have anything to do with them Mm -hmm. you know But if they're great people, then wonderful. You have more people in your life. Mm -hmm. And so she was very encouraging. That's such a great perspective. That's exactly what I was thinking. Those words exactly. Yeah. How wonderful to have her be your mom. Oh, I know. know? I know. I'm so so lucky. And um, so I sent Leticia a message back and I said, um, yeah, I, you know, let's do it. If she feels comfortable meeting me, then, you know, may as well. And she said okay, great, I'll contact her. She lives in Liberty Hill, which is just, uh, I think it's like northwest of Cedar Park, north Austin area. Mm -hmm. And so that's right by Round Rock. And uh, then she started going into detail about um, the family, and um, her mom is one of eight siblings. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's four girls, four guys, and they all have their kids. They're all, you know, older and... um, then at the very end of it, she said, Tia Alma uh, will be there. And so I responded back. I said, who's Tia Alma? And she said, that's your birth mom. And I was like, what? Her name's all like it, it that it mm-hmm. hit me so fast. And I wasn't I didn't know what to think. And I was like, what like, what do I even do? This is not something I ever imagined I would ever do. And I said, oh, I'm so glad that she's going to be there, and I can't wait to meet her. And, um, of course, I'm telling my boyfriend, Quinn, this, and Quinn's like, "Uh, great, honey. That's great news. (laughs) And I can tell he's, like, panic in his eyes because he didn't know what – I mean, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Mm -hmm. And so – I said, great, I'm I'm so excited to meet her. I'm looking forward to it. And then she says, "Um, Chris and Lily might come, too. And I said, who's Chris and Lily? Mm -hmm. And she said, those are your younger siblings in college. And Lily goes to Texas State. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) That's where I went. And she's studying Mm -hmm. to be a teacher, which is what I did. And uh, Chris, he he lives in Cedar Park. He works for HEB. He's like kind of high up in there. And um, he's going to school part-time. And so um, anyway... You're like, we're so, just going to do this all at one well, time. I know. So <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, my gosh. I, 
am I going to meet the whole crew? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they're going to think of me. And it's like, what do I bring? Do I prepare anything? Mm -hmm. We were going to um, this. It's not like a Chewy's Tex-Mex place. It was like a legit Mexican Mm -hmm. restaurant where it was buffet and mariachi. and, (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. I've never heard of this place. But it was right off of 35, and so um, I, what I, I brought with me um, a photo album, and it was, because I do lots of scrapbooking and crafty type things, mm-hmm. and so I had this photo album I'd made with all of my baby pictures. So I thought, maybe she'll want to look at that. So I brought that, and <clears throat> my mom had kept uh, a letter that she wrote me my first uh, Christmas. And oh um, the agency you know like we didn't have we weren't allowed to know name address mm-hmm. anything like that so the agency was the one who sent it over but um i kept that letter and uh, i brought that with me too and so um all weekend i you know was anticipating what it was going to be like and at the time that that week specifically we were um i was doing a writing prompt with my kids and because i teach fourth grade writing and so we were doing a prompt write about something you're looking forward to and explain uh why and so I they knew the whole story of mm-hmm. course I I've very, I'm very open and if they ask questions it's not you know it's not awkward I want it to be like a comfortable space where mm-hmm. they can talk about their families and stuff like that and so um that's like the first thing I do at the beginning of every year I show them a picture of my family and the first thing they say is well you don't look like your family and I'm like well yeah duh I'm adopted and then I go on this whole thing about it so um so they knew and they actually met mom because mom would come up for like class parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so um I told them that I connected with uh family members and you know they're so they were so pumped they were like I can't wait for you to meet them mm-hmm. and then the day I found out that I had siblings I told them they're like oh my god you have a sister and Aww. another brother and so they they knew all about it and so I cool. I briefed them and told them you know not all stories have a happy ending necessarily I don't really know what the mm-hmm. situation was back then and why um, I was given up for adoption. I, I don't know. And so this could kind of go either way. And, um, of course, they, like, you know, when I got back after the whole thing went down and I told them about it, it was, it, thankfully, it was a great experience <laughs> because I was like, how would I spin this to the kids in mm-hmm. a kid-friendly way if it did not go well? And mm-hmm. so um, I it, that was kind of the thought in the back of my head. But um, anyway, so... I'm preparing for this moment, and uh, we go down to Seguin. Um, Quinn and I, we're driving down there. We go see my friend and her baby on our way back on Sundays when we meet for brunch. And so we pull in front of the restaurant, which is kind of connected in a... I I can't even remember what it was called, but it was connected in some kind of shopping center, and um, I have a panic attack. Mm. And I've, I've, I've had two panic attacks my whole life, and I it was... It, it felt like I, I just couldn't breathe and I was sitting in the car like I needed you know the brown paper bag moment I didn't even have one and mm-hmm. Quinn was just like we can abort this mission <laughs> we don't have to go in mm-hmm. like you know you have you have the power here in this situation and I said we're here we're doing it and so I pull myself together get out of the car I bring my stuff 
we walk into this restaurant and it is straight up Hispanic everywhere. And Quinn is like very pale, just not, not, not Hispanic. <laughs> and so he stuck out like a sore thumb. And <laughs> we walk in and the first thing, I just scan the room and I look for Leticia because that's the only person I know what they look like for sure. And... I immediately spotted her. She was sitting in a corner at this long table with a woman across from her who I assumed was her mother. And um, I walk up to her, and it was just waterworks. waterworks. And Quinn's just standing there taking everything (laughs) in, holding my photo album, just like. (laughs) And thank God he was there because he's very inquisitive, and he pays attention to detail. And I... Like, I remember things. I actually had to write this whole thing down. And I would, as I was writing it, I was asking him questions like, do you remember what they said about this? And he remembers it. Wow. So, thank goodness he was there. I was thinking that, like, how great to have him there but, as like his support. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, stability. And, yes. yes. His outside perspective, I mean, he's not part of my, like, we're not family mm-hmm. yet or anything. So, he, it was good to have him there. And so... We go in and I see Leticia and we start crying and um, her mother's just sitting in the chair staring at me and I bend down and give her a hug and she just starts crying and uh, you could tell you know right away that she had Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and um, the first thing she said to me was you're so beautiful and she was touching my face Mm -hmm. and she was like I can't believe you're here I'm so happy to meet you and um, it was just a really sweet moment and um, we were just kind of waiting and then up come these two women and um, one of them just beelined past the other and just bear hugged me and I was like I don't even know who this person is (laughs) and it turns out it was Lily and um, she was like oh my god I can't so happy I'm so happy to meet you and um behind her was Alma and I knew it was her Mm -hmm. because we look exactly the same we look so much alike and um seeing her it was it was kind of it was a not a weird moment but kind of surreal because we you know locked eyes and we have the same eyes and the same nose and the same eyebrows and wow. smile and teeth and it was just like I was looking at an older version mm-hmm. of myself and growing up I always kind of pictured what my family would look like but I never really knew mm-hmm. and I, I didn't I mean I didn't know anybody that looked exactly like me so seeing someone for the first time that was crazy and she came up and hugged me and we were crying and she's the first thing she said to me was are you mad at me and I immediately I said why would you think that Mm -hmm. why would I be mad at you and she said I don't know I just I I just had a feeling that you were mad and I said if I was mad at you I wouldn't have met you Mm -hmm. first of all (laughs) second of all my adoption has always been a positive experience. It's never been anything that I was ashamed of. I was always proud of it. My mom, like, raised me to be proud of that, and it was never anything negative. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never had these thoughts in my head, like, you're a terrible person for giving me up. No. Whatever the situation was, thank you, because I would wow. not be where I was today. And 
um, like I wouldn't have the family that I have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So no, like don't, I'm not mad at you by, at all. Mm-hmm. And um, we started talking more and more and um, I was showing her pictures and she was just like in tears and um not like a like like a sobby sad tear but just like very Kinda happy overwhelming yeah. overwhelming yeah. and um of course Quinn is just standing there like <laughs> just watching <laughs> and um he introduced himself and everything and um she we sat down we actually didn't eat for like 3 hours mm-hmm. we just sat there talking and the brunch crowd already left. The mariachi band was gone. And, like, the buffet was gone. And so we're sitting there talking, and uh, she wants to know everything. She's like, start from the beginning. And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know where to – let me tell you what's going on in my life now. And then, you know, whatever. I mean, it How? was it was a lot of catching up. I mean, I'm 28. I'll, I'll be 29 in a month. And – there's a lot that's happened. So I just, I told her, you know, I'm a teacher and uh, I've been teaching for six years and I'm working on my master's degree and I live in Garland. And she paused when I said that and she said, where did you live in Garland? Or where do you live in Garland? And I told her and she said, you know, I lived there after I had you. And I said, what? Because she, she had me in Fort Worth. And I didn't know. There was always something in the back of my head thinking maybe she, I mean, she could be anywhere, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like a phantom. <laughs> and um, she, she said, well, actually, uh, after I had you, a few years later, I got married. And she had my siblings, Chris and Lily. They got married in McKinney. And um, they lived in Richardson and in Garland. What? Their first house was in Garland. And she worked for the Target off of Coit and Campbell. No way. Oh, my gosh. And she was there for several years. And so we were in the same circle. Air, same circle. And wow. it was it, it was very bizarre because that just kind of freaked me out a little bit because I thought, well, maybe... Like, I probably have seen you in passing, yeah. and we yeah. just never knew. Yeah. And um, it turns out she, so she got divorced, and um, Chris and Lily's dad, so they're my half-siblings, Chris and Lily's dad uh, lives in Rowlett, and he's remarried and has two kids, so they have half-siblings on both sides now. Wow. And evidently, um, Lily and Chris have always known about me. And so that was something I, I, I kind of anticipate. I didn't know um, what the dynamic was going to be between the two, between the three of us, because mm-hmm. I didn't know if they knew me or not, and or what was said about me. I, like I didn't know anything. And so, just to see Lily come in and embrace me, she was like, "I'm so excited to finally meet you. Like you're here." And I just kind of wondered, you know, like what did what did you grow up learning knowing. What did you know about me? And so um, the name that uh, Alma gave me was Rebecca, which was her mother's name. And so they, the family knew me as Becky, <laughs> which I think is not me <laughs> at all. And um, their last name is Serato. And so my name would have been Becky Serato. And uh, they... 
Chris and Lily always knew about me, mm-hmm. and they um, they actually said that every Christmas they would put up this ornament, and it was a ballerina, mm-hmm. and they would say they would call it Becky, and so they would put it up every year, and in wow. hopes of meeting me. And I said, you know, I was a ballerina growing up. That was wow my my life. I was mm-hmm. a dancer, and. Um, there was just a lot of little coincidences mm-hmm. that we didn't really notice. And Chris ended up coming later because he was working. But he came later on, and, and his uh, reaction was, I think, the one I remember the most. Because uh, he's 23, so we're six years apart. But we look very much alike. I don't look anything like Lily. Mm-hmm. But him and I look the same like he is a male version of me his hair is super curly and we had the big brown eyes and it was weird it was like looking at a boy version of me i cannot even imagine (laughs) what that would be like i'm sitting well i i i am thinking about my cousin who i was telling you before we started rolling Mm -hmm. whose name is cat also i just made all those connections Um, but but I remember her telling me similar the similar story like the first time and then my brother-in-law had a similar journey so like when they see somebody that looks like them for the very first time it's overwhelming and it's just weird it is weird and she she like you found a brother that you know she she favors some of her siblings but her, there's a brother that that is just like their mannerisms are the same and they're 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 physically they physically look the same and she's like we just it's weird yeah it's weird well and Alma brought some pictures and she actually brought a letter that my mom wrote her oh oh and so when I showed her the letter she wrote me and then she showed me Linda's um letter I was like you're definitely my mom (laughs) for sure like this is confirmed Mm -hmm. I mean I I knew it when I saw her but it was just validating so Linda wrote your wrote a letter they both exchanged letters when right around when I was born and my first Christmas and first birthday and um for the first birthday she requested that she would get a picture of me so she could see what I looked like and I found out later later um that my birth dad she didn't know who it was and um both of the guys at the same time that overlapped looked completely different and there was it's kind of a long story but um like that was one of the first things I asked her I said what was the situation because I'm just curious and she said I was 20 when I got pregnant and I didn't I had no direction like I'm the youngest of my siblings all of my siblings are a lot older. We were all born in Mexico. And um, at the time, she was living in El Paso. And she was waiting tables and stuff like that. And so she was like, I, I didn't know who the father was. I had, um, she had a, a long-term boyfriend. And they had just recently broken up. And then she found out she was pregnant. And so after they'd broken up, I guess she went and did her thing she said I was a party animal like I I was just a kid and Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't there was no way I was gonna have an abortion but I knew I couldn't take care of you and so only once one family member knew that she was pregnant the whole time and it was uh, one of her older sisters and um she kept that secret she kept the secret and the older sister helped her look at adoption um, pamphlets and just like options and so there were um, 
the DFW option popped up and she said, you know, I think that's going to be a good spot. And so um, through Edna Gladney, the adoption agency, they have this thing where um, they'll take you in and they'll house you and but you have to you have to know for sure that you are going through with the process mm-hmm. and they help with everything doctors and all that and so um, in order for her to have the adoption process go through she has to get um, something signed from her and the dad but she didn't know who the dad was and so um, she contacted the ex-boyfriend and he had a fiance that overlapped while they were together she didn't even know he had a a fiance on the side crazy so she contacted him and said hey i'm pregnant and here's what's going on and he at first said okay i'll sign the papers and then days later he calls back and says you know uh we want to keep her and so um, she was living in Fort Worth. He was living in El Paso. And um, I guess at the time they would go back and forth between Juarez and El Paso. And mm-hmm. and that was, I mean, it was easier, I guess, for them to go back and forth between the two then. And so um, she automatically started, almost started thinking like, well, if he keeps her, what kind of life is she going to have? Right. And it that's not what where I want her to be. I don't want her to grow up in Mexico. I, I want her to have all the opportunities and she that's he can't just keep her out of spite. And so um, I guess some uh, lawyers from the agency flew down to see him and convinced him to sign the papers. Wow. And so uh, everything was finalized with that. At the time, I think she was about six months pregnant. And um, she was looking at families for adoption, and she said that she had about eight families, and she chose the one, which is Linda. And um, at the time, my mom was married, and they got divorced um, when I was about a year old. But I didn't really know him. It it didn't affect me. It was always, you know, my Mm -hmm. mom and my grandma, those were my parents growing up. And so um, I was telling her all of this and telling her, you know, like, when I was adopted and where we lived and all of that and I could tell that she was not upset but kind of a hinge of disappointment because she wanted me to be in the you know the nuclear family and the traditional family with the father and the mother and and that just wasn't what happened but she and I told her I said it didn't bother me in the slightest I, I, I was a baby so and my grandmother, she passed away three years ago, but her and my mom, those are my those are my people. And so it wasn't really a big deal. And so um, I, we started talking more about, uh, I said, so do you know where my dad is? And at the time we were sitting at the table, it was Leticia, my aunt, her mom, Leticia, Quinn, Lily, and Alma, and we're all sitting together I'm sitting directly across from Alma and I asked her about the mom and I could tell or asked her about my birth dad and I could tell that she was she didn't cringe but she kind of did and she said well his name is um oh gosh I forgot his name Ernesto and she said he lives in El Paso well last I talked to him he lived in El Paso but 
you know, I don't really know anything about him, but the adoption agency has information to contact him if you want to meet him. And I said, is it bad I don't really want to meet him? And she said, well, no. And I said, I don't know. I just, I feel... I, I feel like this is the connection I need to have and I, I never had a dad growing up and so I don't really care to seek for one right mm-hmm. now that sounds weird but I said I'm not planning on looking for him you know I know what I need to know and um, she called actually a couple days later after we'd met she called me and she said I have to tell you the truth about your dad and I thought, it's not Ernesto. <laughs> and she said, no. And turns out Ernesto was the man who said he wanted to keep me, right? And um, when she described the way he looked, she said he's really tall, really slim, blonde hair, green eyes, slim face. Like, it does not look like me at all. And so <laughs> she, she said, I knew... I had to have somebody sign something because you, like, there was no other option. This is what was going to be best for you. And so that was the person that she contacted. She didn't contact the other guy. And when my mom sent her a picture of me when I turned one on my first birthday, she said, I knew that he wasn't your dad because you look exactly like the other man. And I think his name is Bali or something like that and I said okay well where's Bali and she said he was she said well he passed away six years ago and he was involved with a lot of bad like cartel type situations and he was murdered he was shot and she said the only reason why I knew about that and kept up with him was because his distant cousin married her distant cousin and so they had some kind of family connection and so she would kind of check in to see how he was doing because she knew that that was he was my dad um but she said you know he's he's deceased and and I thought well did he have kids like do I have siblings on that side Mm. that I don't know about and she said he never had kids he never got married and I said okay that's all I need to know (laughs) I don't I said, was there any kind of medical things I need to know about? And she said, no, we're perfectly healthy. And I said, okay, great. Thank you for telling me. But she said, I I didn't want to tell you in front of the family because I don't think, I don't know what their reaction would be to it. I think she's always kind of told that one side Mm -hmm. versus what actually really happened. And um, I didn't know how much information she told my siblings too. So, um, but they knew about me, and they were always looking forward to meeting me. And Chris actually told me uh, while we were chatting, he said, um, my mom's been looking for you for years. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, she actually hired a private investigator twice to look for you, to okay. try to find you. And that made me feel kind of guilty because I thought I kind of had the power to decide if I wanted to meet her or not. And it was kind of in my hands and I I felt bad because you know she spent all this time trying to find me 
that and I didn't even know about it and so do you think that um do you attribute like the time the the moment that you guys met as just um how it should have happened all along in terms of because I'm listening to this story and and I was writing down some questions and just thinking about like she harbored all this heaviness about what is she thinking does she forgive me is she upset with me what is her life like? Like she's been carrying that for all these years. You were like, I don't even know if I should have this. Like, were you both able to just come together and release the weight of what you'd been of, you know, that was pretty much the the bulk of our conversation with the family too. And she said, you know, I've just been so worried like 28 years. I, I, I knew everything about, when you were born and I knew what she looked like when you were one and I just always wondered like what happened to her where where is she now what is she doing with her life and and I think uh at one point um Alma got in a the family's huge and my family is not (laughs) we're really tiny and um of course, she has eight siblings, so there's a, a ton of cousins and uh, aunts and uncles and stuff like that. So um, she had gotten in a feud with uh, one of her cousins a few years back, and the cousin said, "You know, I met your daughter, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to have anything to do with you." And before she told me that part, she said, "Did you meet somebody named I can't even remember her name, something something?" And I said, "No, I don't know who that is." And she said, "Uh." okay and evidently this cousin kind of planted in her mind that I didn't want to meet her Mm -hmm. just to be mean Mm -hmm. and I said no that that never happened Mm -hmm. and I think and she she just you could you could see the weight lifted off of her she was so relieved and she was like I'm so proud of you you're doing so much with your Mm -hmm. life and I I I just i I want to know more. I want to know everything. And I said, you really need to meet Linda. I was just like, thinking about Linda. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's the all-knowing yeah. guru that you need to meet if you want to know everything about me. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking from a mother's perspective, all the milestones that you experience with your kids mm-hmm. um, throughout growing up, you know, she missed all of that with you, but she saw it. With, with your siblings with and so Linda. she's you know I, I'm just thinking of course she wants to know all of that like yeah you know and so she can feel like she was part of mm-hmm. that and um, and then also including you in in their life growing up you know to where they were like anticipating meeting I you I mean I just think it's so she did everything she could mm-hmm. you know to make a connection yeah yeah so whenever you know that day came her dream came true that she got to meet you it was like so, so cool it you know? was it it, it it i it kind of felt like a dream mm-hmm. the whole the whole meeting part and talking with her and hearing her voice and and hearing her laugh it's the same as me it's wow. it was bizarre and and quinn i just kept looking over at the side and he was just intensely just staring back and forth and listening <laughs> and I it was like my panic attack just subsided and it was it it was very natural it didn't feel like forced or anything and um I mean I think I'm pretty easygoing so that helped Mm -hmm. but um 
Like, are there? Did you experience like similar temperaments with anybody in your family? Like, are there? Are they as chill as you are? Because I would totally. Linda is, but that's it. Linda, Linda, your my mom. mom. Yeah. Okay, but so, like yeah. you're, but but Leticia and Alma and all of them, none of them are. They're as... very very loud people. <laughs> like, uh, they they're loud volume. Mm-hmm. They they laugh. It's just it's like you feel. You feel the family and the dynamic and the welcoming. It's it's very different. I mean, uh, yeah. not that my family isn't like that, but we're just very small, small, subdued, and very chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you um, did did Linda embrace your Hispanic culture and your brothers? Oh yeah, uh, culture growing up. Oh yeah, she would get us books, and we we would ask all kinds of questions, and if we she didn't know the answer, she would find it. And she sounds incredible. She's amazing. I met her a couple times, but it's always what behind. Is, what like, does Linda do for a living? So Linda, uh, she works for Texas Instruments. Oh, okay. And um, she really should be retired, but she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm up and going. I may as well just keep, keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, she works for the Treasury Services, so she does all the big taxes and stuff like that. But um, and that's what she she did pretty much growing up. She's worked for the company for years and. Um, she had always said, you know, whenever you guys get married, to Patrick and I, she would say, um, I'm going to retire and I'm going to take care of the kids. <laughs> and, of course, like with my brother, that wasn't the case because his wife is Mexican also and her family's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, no, we, we got this. And so mm-hmm. Linda's like, okay, I guess I'll just keep working and do my thing. And so, and she's an empty nester. We don't live with her. We have mm-hmm. our own homes. And so... um you know, when I, she was the first person I called when I was driving back home because it was about a three hour drive. And um, I was like, you won't believe, you know, all the stuff I found out. And she was, you could tell, like, she was crying mm-hmm. on the other side, but it wasn't sad. Mm-hmm. She was just so happy for me. And well, you she, wouldn't have even done it without her. No. Yeah. No. And um, she was like, so what was she like? What does she look like? And another thing um, that I forgot to mention, um, she'd asked about my brother, Patrick. And I said, how'd you know I had a brother? And she said, well, it's in the file with the family um, because my brother's four years older than me. So he was four about the time that I was brought into the family. Brought into the family. And and he came, he was adopted as a baby too, but he was three months old versus I was five days. Okay. And so... um, the day that they came to get me officially, um, Patrick was wearing a little tux. Oh and, my um, gosh. It's, it's exactly what you imagine, just yeah. a precious little Korean boy oh in a tux. Gosh. And um, she she said, I saw him, and I just, I'm wondering, like, tell me about him, what's, what's going on with his life. And I said, what do you mean you saw him? And she said, well, the way that they did, you know, the way that they kind of set up the arrangement was I was in one part of the building and she said, I knew everybody there and I knew all the people that worked there. And so where did all of that take place? It was at the agent, the adoption agency and the Gladney in, in Fort Worth. In Fort Worth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, my, my mom and her husband, I don't really call my dad cause he was never around. They, he gave up full custody. And so it was just my mom mm-hmm. and, um, 
they came and Patrick came like sprinting in. He's like high voltage rock and roll all the time. He's super <laughs> ADD and just we are very different people. <laughs> but he was just bouncing off the walls and um, Alma said she looked through a window and she didn't see the parents, but she saw him. And he was the first person to come in and see me. They brought him in to the room and Alma saw him like face to face. And he doesn't remember any of this, of course, but um, she remembered seeing him. And um, this was her like last moment with me. And she just wanted to know everything about him. And um, I actually had the picture in the photo album of that day in his little tux. And he's just all... We would call it his Hershey smile. I when, wish you'd have brought your photo album. I, well, oh, I don't have the photo album, but I have pictures on the yeah, phone. Yeah, we'll want to look at um, He's like, when he smiles, his whole face smiles. And so he, we called it his Hershey smile. And in the picture, he's just like beaming, and my mom's holding me crying. And that was like the first moment that we were together. And um, Alma didn't see that, of course, but... She actually brought a picture of her the moment before that happened. And she's sitting on a couch with me for the last time. And y'all, I look exactly like her. It was like (laughs) me holding a baby. It was weird. And she brought some other pictures like of her wedding day and um, it looked exactly like me. Quinn was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all look the same. So uh, of course, you know, they, they haven't met yet just because of the whole pandemic and the COVID and, um, and she lives, you know, not close. Yeah. But, um, this weekend is actually their first time oh. to meet. So, We'll uh, have to do a part two. Yeah, we for do. sure. We do. Yeah. She, um, <clears throat> Alma, her, so her, her boyfriend right now, cause she's divorced, her boyfriend, his name is Rodrigo and he is actually a childhood friend of hers. Their families are friends. They grew up together in the same town. And um, they went their separate ways. Um, but they connected when she was pregnant with me. Okay. And mm. she was 20 and she was down visiting family. And um, he was, you know, all interested in trying to court her and like, let's get together. And she's like, no. <laughs> and... <laughs> She didn't tell him why, but it was because of me, because she was pregnant, and she was like, everything's uncertain right now. I, I, no. They went their separate ways. They married other people. He uh, never had kids, but she had Chris and Lily and me, and um, about five years ago, they met up at a mutual friend's wedding, and it turns out he's divorced, she's divorced, and they both live in the Austin area. And they get together, so they've been together ever since. And um, when she met me, um, this was actually, this was January this year. When she met me, um, she told him, you know, this is the reason why we never got together all those years ago. And he was like, why didn't you say so? And she said, well, we're kids. Like, we, we didn't have careers. Like, we didn't, we had no direction. We had no idea what we were doing. And she said, I wasn't about to spring. Hey, by the way, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't going to do that to you. And he said, you know, if you did, I would have accepted it. And we could have been a family and I would have helped raise her with you. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I know, 
he's a really good guy. So they're together, and um, they live in the Austin area, and he um, he does a lot of, like, he builds fences and stuff like that. And so I saw them in January. We were actually supposed to meet um, spring break, but then the pandemic happened. And so we had just talked on the phone back and forth, and um, she came on a whim July 4th. And, um, you know, at least, you know, with mom, she's older and, uh, Quinn's family, he still has all of his grandparents. Like I don't have any grandparents anymore. And so we're around family a lot and they were kind of hesitant about them coming just because we don't know mm-hmm. who they're around and y'all know. And, mm-hmm. um, but they, they, sh- her and Rodrigo showed up at our house on 4th of July just for a couple hours. They just drove in to say hi and then they drove back that day. And um, I met him for the first time and he's is such a great guy. And he started looking around the house and he said, what do you need help with? Cause I just bought a house in May. And um, I said, well, uh, we need a new fence. Uh, we want some built-in shelves. We want, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just going over my list and he said, I can do all of that for you. And I said, you don't have to do that. And he said, no, I I want to. I want to. I'm not going to charge you for it. I will do all that for you. And so um, this weekend, today, they're coming in town, and they're building a fence for us. I have so many things to – So okay, so I wanted to (laughs) – maybe these are things you've already thought of, but I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about in 1991, I don't know that it was easy to adopt uh, anybody if you were a single mom. And I know your mom wasn't single at the time, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking about even that season, like you're like her husband at the time was vital in this mm-hmm. process for you guys to be the unit yeah. that you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and too bad for him. He missed out on, on some really great things, but, but, um, none of that could have happened without him. <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah. Like, and then, and then with Rodrigo, is that mm-hmm. what you, yeah. Like for him to suggest that we could have done this and that full circle moment of Mm -hmm. you guys get they they get to raise you together now like as an adult and have that relationship where it's perfectly the timing for them is so serendipitous and then uh you're you're a key like that is huge that is is so beautiful and special and really really cool that's what uh when i met him we're we're sitting in my living room and he's just staring at me smiling Mm -hmm. and uh Quinn and my mom go in the kitchen and he said you you look so much like her and I said I know we do don't we and he said he said you have to know I knew your mom when she was a kid when she was a teenager when we were in high school and so I I knew what she looked like when she was younger and when she was about your age right now and he said it's like I'm looking at her Wow. And hearing her, hearing you talk, and he said, it's, it's, it's really beautiful, is what he said. And um, I said, I don't want her to think, you know, after all these years, I, I know she feels like she missed out on everything. And um, he said, we're here now. And that's the most special thing, is that we're here now, and we can move forward and be involved as however much we want and he said you're you know you're settled you bought your house um and Quinn and I will get married 
probably soon. And he said, I, we're just, I, he said, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this is all working out the way it is. And it's really special. And so really it, it, it was, it was very crazy. And, um, and that so beautiful though. Yeah. And I think you and Quinn should have a bunch of kids because you have so many people that could care for them. That's the, oh, my gosh. You sound like both of my moms now. I'm serious. They will take care of them. You, you, you don't know what a gift that is. Yeah. Well, both both Linda Linda's like, time's ticking. She's like, I don't even care if you're not married. Just have kids. And I'm like, no, we're going to do it, you know, the traditional way. But, um, but yeah, she's uh, – so they are – my mom is coming over – this weekend, she's bringing lunch, and she's going to meet Rodrigo and Alma for the first time. And, um, of course, I like, I was on the phone with Mom for, like, three hours yesterday, and she's so bored at home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just cleaning around the house, and she said, I'm so nervous. And I said, what are you nervous about? She said, I look terrible. <laughs> and I said, that's the first thing you thought of? Is I said, no way. You look great, and she's seventy-two, and mm-hmm. she does not look look or act seventy-two at all. And she said, "I just haven't had time to go get my hair done and my nails done. I just haven't done anything since March." <laughs> and I said, "Mom, who cares? Like, it's mm-hmm. no, it's no big deal." And I said, "I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing when when you two will meet, and that won't matter. Like, right. that's not." And just knowing knowing Alma after, you know, when I first met her and I talked to her all the time, um, they, they're both, I can see them, like, really hitting it off. Mm-hmm. And um, they're very different people, but... Um, yeah, but they have this incredible affinity for you that yeah. they have in common. Yeah. And that... I can't, what a cool bond, you know? Mm-hmm. I seriously, yeah, I can't wait for part two because we have to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> You'll have to bring Linda back. Yes. Yeah. That would be amazing. She, yeah. She's yeah. super, it, it's weird, she's really shy, but um, but when you get to know her, she's just, I mean, she was like my age in the 70s. She was a belly dancer. Like, she just... <laughs> Linda sounds like the most she's interesting a caterer. woman in the world. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I want to meet Linda. Tall, Again, redhead. I've met her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we we are going to wrap this episode up. But okay. we definitely want you to come back because I we got to hear. We got to know. Yeah. And we wish you all the best in this next weekend. You're going to have so much fun. I'm so happy for you to be able to will experience all that you've experienced. And then bonus, have a relationship mm-hmm. with a father figure is like... I seen on the cake. It's like, ah. yeah, <laughs> so cool. So I'm, cool. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's something I never really anticipated ever happening. I never thought about meeting my birth family. I just, it just never, it wasn't a priority for me. And um, now that I know who they are, and I'm learning more about them, and I'm finding out about. Um, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and it's I, I I told her I said you need to just draw like a like a map mm-hmm. and put pictures up this is going to be like recruitment I need to know <laughs> I need to know everybody and what they look like and I feel like I need that and I wasn't adopted but mm-hmm. I, those kinds of things are helpful yeah they're helpful yeah, yeah that's really cool um 
We ask the we ask the same question to all of our guests at the end of the show, and I forgot to prepare. I was going to ask you. If you I know I did it. I did it. I did it. It's nothing major, but it's okay. going to require some thinking. But maybe okay. maybe you yeah you're a teacher and you're creative and yeah you've got this yeah okay yeah. for sure. So if you could time capsule your life right now, put three items in a box to be opened up in ten years, what would you want people to remember about this time in your life? Hmm. Um, oh, that's tricky. Like a tangible item? Or sure. just. You're a scrapbooker. You can yeah, think of something. Uh, it could be tangible creative. that represents something mm-hmm. intangible. Um, I'd probably put a picture of um, the first picture that we took together my Alma, Lily, and Chris. There's a picture of the four of us, and Alma's in the middle. And Chris is super tall, so he's behind her, and we're flanking the sides. I would put that for sure because mm-hmm. that that was like the biggie mm-hmm. of this year, 2020. And um, hmm, I don't know. I'd probably uh, you could put a key. You've been your first time. Home. I was I, uh, well, too. I was thinking like a screwdriver, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of tool that I hate. <laughs> um, <laughs> an old Home Depot gift card, just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You made a lot of trips there, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think I would do that. I'd put some kind of tool in because I'm constantly doing things around the house. I'd also put um, a needle and thread because, um, and I sew, that's what I do as I, my little side hobby. Mm-hmm. I make like uh, Christmas ornaments and um, oh, cool. stockings and stuff. I made um, I made one for my niece and she could care less. She's two, <laughs> but um, I I ended up inheriting patterns and stuff from my grandmother that passed away. And um, I've been in the process of making tea towels for uh, my birth family and oh, that's for awesome. Christmas because mm-hmm. I'm just cheap and. <laughs> I'm not going to buy anything. I always make stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think I'd probably put that. Those are like the – I'm not even going to put anything about grad school because it's kicking my butt right now. But it's fine. <laughs> You'd rather forget that? <laughs> I'd rather forget that. That's a distant memory. <laughs> oh, thank you for being Yay. here with us. Thanks for having so me. I felt amazing. like I was watching I, – I was so in, like, in it mm-hmm. with you. And it was really cool because – I have never heard any of that. Like when we, when you first told me, I was like, I want to hear all about it. We got to get together. We got to go. I think I told you it's a long story. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the intention was always to meet up and then, and then, so that was February, then, then Mm -hmm. spring break and then COVID and we just haven't gotten together and Mm -hmm. we were going to do some virtual happy hours and we haven't done that, but eventually, eventually. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, I, it was. It was such so a beautiful good. story. Yeah. So good. I I am excited for people to hear it. And yeah. So, thanks for sharing. Thanks of for course. being open. And we'll it's... be back for part two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Prepare Linda, so she can get her nails done and her hair done. Oh my gosh. Him. She's gonna be like. <laughs> she's gonna be like. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> no way. Maybe. I don't know. I'll ask. I'll ask her. I told her I was doing this, and she said, "That's wonderful, honey. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it." Oh, so. She's so maybe. Mm hmm. I love her. Okay. Thanks for being with us. Yes. Thanks for having me.